Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Establish the Collection. I, of course, am your host, Cody Main, joined as always by the smiley Gary Hartman. Gary, how's it going, buddy? Cody, how can it be going poorly when uh, my New York Knicks beat the Dallas Mavericks at home tonight? The Dallas Mavericks have been the hottest team in basketball since Christmas. And not, not only did they, they beat him, but our boy, yours and mine, R.J. Barrett, is on an absolute tear the last six games or so. Tonight he had another 30-point game, 31 points. Uh, this is his second in the last four. He's averaging like 24 points a game over his last six, but also filling up the stat sheet, and the Knicks are winning. Our guy's taking a little mini leap again. I'm just hoping that it can sustain. That's all. I'm happy. Happy for our boy, RJ. Bing bong. That's right, baby. We Let's haven't go. talked enough basketball uh, this season I just yet. To, we were talking a little bit off air. I just wanted to, to yeah. surprise you with my RJ start because I'm pumped about RJ. I did see the tweet that he dropped 30 tonight. I, I love seeing that. He had a game winner just a couple a couple of games ago uh, against Boston as well. Yeah. So yeah, things things are looking good for RJ. Are the Knicks uh, back? Are the, are the Knicks back? It was... Uh, it's been an up and down kind of tumultuous season for for your New York Knicks, has it not? They are, I think, with their win tonight, they're right back at 500. Um, okay, okay, which seems pretty fitting for the way the season has gone, <laughs> honestly. Uh, which you know, I, I would expect them to be around that for for most of the season. Uh, still dealing with you know some injuries and and uh, Kemba Walker's out, and yeah, I think you know if they're going to start playing defense this way again, like they did last year, I think they can you know definitely get above 500 to end this season, which would be I think a success, you know, given. Um, the much deeper East uh, this year. Well, I feel like the, the Shams and the Woj health and safety protocols tweets are, are finally dwindling down a little bit. You're probably noticing that on the NBA news side as well. They so are. maybe like after the all-star break and, and heading into the postseason, we'll finally get an idea of like what these teams actually look like. Yeah. yeah well, we're right <laughs> at the halfway point for the most, most of these teams. I mean, the Knicks played their 42nd game tonight. So, um, you know, th- that is, it does look like it. Some teams are just kind of, hanging around on those protocols like the jazz have finally gotten hit yeah. a little bit here uh and they had avoided it for a while but you know for the most part yeah i think we're coming out the other side now that like most of the nba has gotten it um and yeah you know i think once we hit we're gonna hit all star break we're gonna hit trade deadline so we're we're gonna talk a lot of nba over the next like three to five weeks uh but i think we you know and, and stop, correct me if i'm wrong we want to save most of these pods for the exciting time that is the the nfl right now as we're about to start this uh, really exciting postseason coming up yeah, we've, we've got a ton of NFL playoff news to discuss here, and we want to get into that. Quick, off the top, just a, a heads up if you're following along. I, I, I myself just entered health and safety protocols, so if you're getting a little bit more nasally out of me today or, you know, if a, if a cough sneaks past the mute button, I do apologize. But uh, the the main family has entered health and safety protocols, so we are, we are down and out right now. But I uh, appreciate you guys bearing with me. As, as Gary mentioned, fun show planned, plenty of NFL playoff discussion. We're going to revisit um, a show from way back, it feels like, when we talked with Justin Herzig from the Owners Club. Um, NFT, fantasy football, collectibles, kind of marrying all three together. Uh, Justin and his team over at the Owners Club, um, they've, they've recently launched playoff best ball and it's been a ton of fun to start ripping packs and trying to build lineups. We're going to talk through that in a second here, but Gary, I think it's, it's time that this becomes like an official show segment and and maybe we can work some workshop, something like off air. <laughs> we come back from a month long break with uh fanatics acquires tops PSA reopens regular tier 
Uh, you know, we've got NFL news. We've got Joe, Joe Burrow breaking records and historic numbers and, and, you know, all of these great things happening around the hobby in all any of our listeners want to hear about is Formula One. So <laughs> it's clear uh, that your enthusiasm, it's clear that that this part of this, this small niche of the hobby has, has, you know, taken our listeners by storm and they want more of it. So I don't know if we need to like workshop a, a, an actual segment title here, uh, winning formula with Gary Ooh, Hartman. I like that one. I like that. Uh, yeah, but, but I feel like the F1 minute just isn't enough. So uh, there was some big news in the hobby this week and the F1 hobby this week. Why don't you take it from there and kind of explain to the listeners if they aren't familiar yet, what, what happened this week in F1? Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm sharing my screen here. Um, so as you guys all know, I, I'm an OG of the F1 streets <laughs> as far as cards are concerned. Um, you know, this first year was the first year for uh, F1 cards. That's why it's such a big deal. It's why it's such a big product, 2020 tops. Um, you know, and so uh, a shout out to the people at Blowout Cards, which you might know Blowout Cards from, the, you know, they're an online retailer of uh, cards, one of the big two or three on the whole web uh, internet. So like if you're ever looking just to see what, wax prices are they might be one of the places that you end up going on they also have a, a breaking stream every day which is the place that i've done a lot of my f1 breaking and, and shout out to matt over there who's the host he um you know kind of got on this train early and and by far has broken more f1 uh tops than than any other place in the entire world there's no doubt about it so it is only fitting that he is the one that pulled the card you see there on the screen which is the one of one pink papardashia or however you want to say it uh it's there it's the tops chrome sapphire version of a super fractor uh one of one lewis hamilton card uh what i think is easily a six-figure card plus if it grades out way 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 plus can be well into the six figures um and you know so big big deal this card surfaced um huge deal the biggest f1 card that probably has surfaced to date this with the other gold vinyl that came out of the regular uh tops box uh but but what has me tilted about this card Cody, <laughs> is um I hadn't done a break in a long time. I honestly hadn't. I hadn't really been breaking in a while. I got married. I did all these things. And, and something something compelled me to go on the stream that day and see if they had any F1 and, and let alone they did. And so, you know, uh, before this card was pulled, I was in about eight rounds of F1 breaks. Um, six to eight rounds. I don't remember exactly. And of course, I hit nothing. I hit nothing. Um, I had to hop off, actually, to record a podcast, believe it or not. Um, stop doing the breaks. And... I don't think it was the box right after I left, but the box right after that, this card came out of. So uh, obviously, uh, right when I hop off, that is when the life-changing, uh, maybe the best F1 card in existence comes out into existence. And you can see uh, what I have on the screen here is Golden um, golden uh, Auctions pulled uh, put put up the picture right away and said, hey, huge card. We'd love to have this, obviously. You know, it made the <laughs> rounds that it was pulled. And, um, you know, congrats to the owner. I know I'm very happy for the guy that hit it because, um, you know, besides myself, there's like two other guys on that stream that have probably pulled the, you know, broken the most F1, uh, you know, that I know of. And I'm glad that it went to, to one of those two guys. So uh, congratulations to him. Um, I don't think that the variation of this card has been pulled. So I, we've talked about how there's the the base, which is the one you see on the screen here of like kind of him standing up. And then the variation is is the one of them sitting down. I do not believe uh, the one of one of the variations. So there is still something to kind of, uh, you know, you know, really uh, hunt in that product. But yeah, um, big, big F1 pull alert for sure. If I'm not mistaken, and I was just searching before we hopped on here, I think the variation may have been pulled oh, really? by Matt. In, of, uh, of the Sapphire 101? I, I think. Let, let me try and pull it up here. You may be um, right. You may absolutely be right, and I just don't know what I'm talking about. 
But I was I was just thinking the fact that you hopped off, you had to hop off for oh, man uh, to do a podcast. I can only picture what would be going through Levitan's mind if you happen to tell him this, that, you know, you've got this this cardboard virgin here who was just about to make a six-figure day, you know, maybe upwards of, of 500,000 in some people's minds, and you hopped off to do a podcast, you know, yeah. so you got this yeah. cardboard virgin who's hopping off to be a pod. Oh. <laughs> it's almost, it's, 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 true, it's worse true. than and late it was, swapping. I, it, it was to do my football pod also, which, you know, if you guys, uh, <laughs> I'm sure some of you know, I, I have a, a football pod with my good friend Andy with uh, called Look Who's Chalking. It was our last week of DFS. And uh, that was the reason I hopped off that. So not only that, I, I did it to talk about fake football, uh, go, go from, you know, being a, a cardboard virgin to, um, I'm not quite a spreadsheet virgin, but yeah, to talk, talk about uh, football and, you know, Listen, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I'm very happy for the owner. Uh, it's just crazy what happened. What's really crazy is that these boxes have gotten so expensive that they're like $2,500 box. So you split that in a break with 10 other people, you're still paying like 200, 250 bucks a spot. Um, so it gets very expensive, but obviously the upside could be there. Now, what's, what's really crazy is we were doing one box at a time. Uh, we used to do like three and four box breaks of this stuff because it was a lot cheaper. Now we're doing one box at a time. And it could have come out of any of those boxes just happened to be the ones that he was pulling what, you know, when we were doing the group breaks, wasn't that one. And of course it was sitting right there uh, in front of my face in the same lot uh, that I was pulling breaks from. So, you know, this, brutal. This is brutal. like the equivalent of, uh, of putting a Millie maker winning lineup into like a quarter arcade or something or a double up, you know what I mean? Like, yes. like you were there, you had the, you, you know, you were exactly. right time, right place. And you just had to hop off. Ex exactly. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen. You can tell me because I don't know. F1, obviously, is this the one? The or... day. No, it is not. It is okay. not the same. Okay. Um, so this is basically they have, actually, I could show you too quickly. Um, they have the, the base versions, which is what people are searching for, which is, which is this gotcha. one here. And then they have like these cards, uh, which are, you know, they, they basically have, they make a card for every single um, Grand Prix win, uh, essentially, uh -huh. or every single uh -huh. award that that player got. Those are basically kind of considered your inserts or your whatever else. This this card is a very nice card. Would we'll probably fetch four figures, I'm guessing. Um, but the variation, I could I could give you a picture of what that looks like here. So this um, is almost like your your Panini instance type of type of card, yeah, if you will. Kind of, sure. To a yeah, degree. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is what the variation would look like uh, here. Let me pull it onto the same tab here. Um, and I have a couple of, you know, these two. So this, this here, you see how he's sitting down like right, that. Okay, so the, okay. the pink version of that um, has not been uh, pulled yet. So um, yeah, that one's going to be even rarer because the variation is, is shorter printed. So, you know, when that one does hit, that's the only way you can get a better version of that Sapphire card. To me, the one-on-one Sapphire is a more desirable card than the one-of-one -one Chrome. Um, just because Sapphire is a higher end product uh, with less, you know, less boxes made overall. So to me, that's the best Lewis Hamilton card in existence right now. I'm sure you can make an argument for the uh, regular gold vinyl 101 as well. But yeah, you know, again, congrats to, to uh, the, the owner of that card. Um, you know, again, in comparison to the one I hit, which is the purple, which was basically the uh, the third best variation of that exact same card. I got, you know. What I, I, I talked about, I will sold that for around 16 uh, a grand or, or whatever. This card is going to be worth, you know, six figures plus. So, right. you know, big money. And, and also these boxes, you know, what's crazy is um, 
the, the box prices on blowout have gone up a hundred dollars since this card came out, which explain that one to me. It doesn't make sense. Now the biggest <laughs> right, chase card right. comes out and now they've gone up, but that's the demand for this stuff, man. It's, 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 it's crazy, just crazy. And, and we are about three weeks away. Supposedly they pushed this release back now a bunch of times, but three weeks away from the uh, tops, tops, just tops paper. It sounds like release of F1 2021 uh, says right now it says it's coming out as February fourth. Uh, so we'll see, but you know, F1 is, is just, Boy, does that stay hot. Very cool pull for the hobby. Very, I mean, very awesome for F1 in general. We've, we've talked, obviously, a lot about your cards and, and your breaks with Hamilton and Verstappen and, you know, what all went down last season. And, and obviously, those two are at the very top of the sport. For those of us that are, like, late to the party and want to get involved, we, we can't hold off any longer. You're, you're, our appetite is insatiable and your enthusiasm is rubbing off on us. Where do you suggest we begin? Should we should we be getting involved in a break? Should we be targeting specific drivers? Do you have any yeah. uh, under the radar guys for the next racing calendar? You know, where's a where's a good jumping off point for somebody like me who needs to get involved? Great, great question. So I would say do not get in breaks. There's only a few places doing them, <laughs> and it's just too expensive and and really low, big downside. So unless you're taking a, it's basically me entering, um, you know, like the two thousand dollar GPP every night, and you know, expecting to it, it's. Yes, th I was doing it for that card, right? Like I'm right. willing to take that swing, but it's not sustainable to be to be trying to gain F1 cards that way. Not anymore. When it first came out, it was. So I would, I would be targeting individual drivers and, and buying singles uh, on eBay and things like that. Um, when the new boxes come out, depending on the the uh, price point, I would be trying to get them at retail off the website or off your local hobby shop. I think that's a good buy. But until then, I would be looking for individual drivers. And right now is a very good time to buy. You want to buy probably uh, between... And despite the fact that the hype has stayed super hot, it's only going to get hotter once the Netflix series and the new season starts, which are happening within about two weeks of each other. So I think that's in March uh, or April. So you have... Um, I know the season, the, the next season starts March May? 20th. Yeah, Mar okay, end of March. Yeah. So, okay. So you basically have between now, the middle of January and the end of March, that is considered the off season, where I would be looking to do some buying. And yeah. Again, I talked about how next season's probably going to have a lot more parity in the sport due to a lot mm -hmm. of rule changes around the engine and, and uh, protocols around the car. Uh, so I'd be looking at some of these young stars that may have a chance to actually compete. Uh, Lando Norris, here's here's his base of the exact same card in the Sapphire form. Literally have it here because I was about to put it up, actually. Um, so you know, this is the driver that maybe I'd be looking at. George Russell is the guy that's going to Mercedes. But, you know, because of that, his stuff is really skyrocketed in value. And I think the speculation on him is like John Morant level and people are really buying yeah. into that. So Lando um, had a real peak in the middle of the season when he was like kind of third in, in the drive, third and fourth in the driver standings. He had a bunch of podiums. He's on McLaren, which is a really strong team right now. And uh, I think that he can come out really hot and compared to, and it was his rookie card in the 2020 class mm -hmm. as well as true rookie. So compared to his com uh, companion in George Russell, who's kind of drawn up all the hype because of going to Mercedes, I think he can kind of get in on Lando now um, at more of an affordable entry point. This card right here goes for a raw anywhere from between like 150 and $180 right now. Um, the, the variation of that would be a little bit more the one of him sitting down, but I think that's a great uh, entry point for, for player people uh, going after someone like him. Cause I'm confident once the season rolls back around that his, uh, his stuff will start going up again. Yeah. And those two guys that you mentioned, Lando, baby Lando, as, as yep. I've seen some people affectionately oh, refer yeah, to him as he's a, he's, he's, he's a baby, 22 years old, yep. George Russell's only 23. Uh, right. If you look at, at odds just to, for the Formula One World Championship in 2022 on DraftKings, Lewis Hamilton, obviously the favorite at plus 100, Verstappen at plus 245. And then you have those guys, George Russell, plus 500, uh, Charles Leclerc, and then Lando down at 40 to 1. 
it's, I mean, it's a precipitous drop off after those first couple of guys. But uh, if you think that there is a driver that has a shot to make some noise this season, Lando, uh, George Russell makes some sense. Once you've identified a few drivers that you're looking to target, you mentioned a couple of the cards that you're looking at. Um, are we, are we kind of taking the same approach that we do in NFL and NBA, or is this any different because it's shorter printed? Like, should we, should we still be targeting shorter printed refractors and serial number cards, or should we feel a little bit more better, uh, a little bit more safe about, some of the base cards that uh, we can get our hands on just given the the different print runs. Yeah, I think for, um, and and this is what makes this kind of unique for uh, F1 is you don't have to target the straight base from the the regular Chrome product because Sapphire does exist. So I would be going after uh, the Sapphire base because it's a refractor inherently. So yeah, this is a base card, but it's a Sapphire base right. card. You know what I mean? So I'd be going after that because they're shorter printed. They they are a you know the tops version of a, of, a, of an inherent prism uh, of a refractor. So that is what I'd be uh, going after. Um, instead of the base. Now, I think a base graded, you could look for that and that would be an affordable entry point as well. And I think that's fine because there's not going to be so much of those either. But, you know, the regular tops, the non-Sapphire product has refractors, like there's their version of silvers. I think those are awesome entry points for uh, guys like Lando and George. And I'll I'll mention some other names as well. And then I also think also these in Sapphire, um, these are like basically the same thing that you showed me of that Hamilton variations of the rookie cards. Uh, So this one is from you know, when he mm-hmm. considered Grand Prix driver of the day, but it be, the fact that it still has the rookie card logo on it, yeah. um, you can get these for like anywhere for like eight to 15 bucks a pop. These are just the different variations. I sell these in lots usually. So I'll put like, um, you know, three or four of these in a lot and make like 50 to 80 bucks on that. So maybe they're like more like 30, 20, $30 a pop. But, uh, uh, you know, and I think those are our, George and Lando both have those, and they all have the rookie logos on them. This one too, this is called the Freshest Series, uh, looks more like one of the actual base cards. And so I think those are, are also good entry points for those guys. Um, base is better in F1 than some of the other places because the circulation on this stuff just, they didn't know what it was going to be. It's not like they printed this stuff out the wazoo like they're going to do for uh, Topps Chrome or, or for Prism, you know? Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting point that you bring up about the the rookie card logo being on those. Like, uh, it's not a direct one for one comparison, but it reminds me of when I was buying Hamzat uh, in the UFC. That was Panini's debut product, debut prison product for the UFC, and Hamzat was kind of that premier rookie. He wasn't Khabib level, he wasn't Connor level yet. Maybe he gets to that point, but if you get one of these rookies from this debut tops uh, F one class. That becomes kind of the next, you know, uh, Lewis Hamilton's 37. These guys are 22, 23 years old. If yep. you get that next uh, big rookie from that debut class, that could have some some serious stay, staying power. So, yeah, uh, really good, really good point. For sure. And, um, you know, in this next series, there's going to be uh, a couple of rookies in that one. And Mick Schumacher included, whose dad was considered the GOAT up until Lewis Hamilton. Um, he's stuck on a very bad team in Haas, but uh, he has a lot of love in the hobby, even for like his version of prospect cards, basically his F2 cards, which are in F1. I think those are a, a really uh, strong purchase as well. And they sell pretty well. So you got Mick Schumacher. Um uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Guyani Zhu, who's one of the best F2 drivers. He's Chinese. That's a big deal for international. He's coming up to, to a drive with Alfa Romeo in F1 this year. So you can get some of their F2 cards um, you know, in the 2020 product. I think those are pretty good buys as well. All right. I hope that fills your guys' bellies for at least another week. Gary and I will workshop this, you know, this segment off air, whether we can do this weekly or bi-weekly, Cer- certainly during the season, there's going to be a, a race oh, recap yeah. and, oh, yeah. and we'll do whatnot, it but uh, this has become uh, become an interesting segment and I need to get more more up to speed so I can uh, 
hang with Gary a little bit more. But we're getting uh, this... you. I'm I'm getting you to watch Drive to Survive before the next season starts. <laughs> we got to get you on board. It's uh, it's it's the best. It's funny because I committed to it around the same time that you got started with it. You know, which is back in what May or April or whatever of last year. Yep. Uh, now at this point, but uh, just well, never like never got a, around. It's not like to you have it. a wife and kids in a full time job or anything. I know, it's right? It's like the, 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 the second that the kids <laughs> heads hit the pillow, it's like, can Daddy just sit, please? And then also uh, <laughs> full time job, and then you know sheet virgining out on uh you know the, whatever the you make know, sure the the tight end three uh pass target rates cooper cooper rushes college stats and can he actually be a uh, yeah no, i i know how it goes over in the main household i i've never been there but i could picture it quite well speaking of cooper rush uh he hopefully will not be taking any snaps this postseason but we do have nfl postseason action um you guys actually hit hit us with some good nfl questions in our dms which we highly encourage you to do if you guys ever have any questions uh collecting whether it be player specific or card specific or just general market questions uh feel free to hit up gary or i uh or or the the show account we yeah, both tweet, see that tweet at the show or dm whatever it is you know if we if we can we'll uh we'll answer on the show or if we don't know we'll let you know we don't know but but we we've got some time so let's work in a couple of questions that that we both got this week we got a, a really good question from jonathan who i think uh we've got a very timely question from him he sent Gary and I three eBay links with three different Justin Herbert cards and asked which one we think has the best chance at long-term value. Um, you know, I think this is a, a good opportunity for us to answer Jonathan's question if he's looking to make a purchase this offseason, but also kind of take this as a, a macro approach on how we approach uh, which cards we want to target as much as which players we want to target. So if you're following along, I highly encourage you guys to check out the show on YouTube, if you haven't yet, just the Establish the Run YouTube channel. These shows usually go up a day after they hit your podcast feed. So to get all the visual aids that we're talking about here, Gary has a 2020 Panini Immaculate Justin Herbert rookie card uh, quad patch, numbered out of 49, I believe. It is graded a PSA 10. Uh, I think it's on eBay. Buy it now for like 1079 yep. if I've got it pulled up there right. Um and then he's also got a 2020 Justin Herbert select disco red out of yeah. 49, also graded PSA 10. Yeah, and then the last one. one is a 2021 kaboom Justin Herbert graded PSA 9. So why don't we start here, Gary, just by answering Jonathan's simple question. Which one do we think has the best chance at maintaining value long-term? Yeah, a great question. Um, all three cards are are obviously very nice. Justin Herbert cards that should have sustained value. I think he he picked these three. They're all in similar buy it now tiers, mm-hmm. um, but they all have something else going for them. Uh, you know, two of them are tens and two of them are rookie cards. And then one of them is a case hit, a short printed non-rookie card and is a nine. Um, so let's start there. Obviously the Kaboom is, you know, what people really chase in that absolute set is you know the the case hits you know usually one or two per per case and are super short printed i do think for this last year of absolute there were more kabooms than normal i don't have it you know we don't know the exact numbers on these but just the amount that i've seen pull out of them it does seem like because of the card um industry really uh, booming and the kaboom set particularly getting a lot of love i think panini threw a couple more in this year that just speculation. Obviously, I don't have numbers for that. It's impossible to have numbers for that other than pop accounts. That makes with the fact that it's a second-year card and a PSA 9, not a 10. Uh, this will be my third out of the three for me. Uh, despite the fact that it's probably the most aesthetically pleasing, I love a Kaboom. If this was obviously his rookie card, it would go for a ton more, and we wouldn't even be talking about it, but I'd feel differently. Um, but that's, you know, I, I would put this as the third of three here. Uh, what do you think about the, the Kaboom? 
Yep, I, I agree for all of the same reasons. I know there's a lot of Kaboom set chasers out there as well. People just looking to get complete sets. Uh, Kaboom's for each player of every year. Um, just Kaboom sets for the entire year uh, for just to complete a checklist. So I know I know that, the, that this being a case, it uh, will obviously hold some value just in and of itself, regardless of who the player is. Obviously, being Justin Herbert is a big deal, second-year card. But agree for all the same reasons. Not his rookie card, graded PSA 9. Uh, and then I think we can quickly put that one aside as number three yep. and move on to the next two. So do you have a clear cut number one? Yeah. So for me, uh, number one would be the select version here. Um, and you know, it's actually closer than you might think. Obviously I think a lot of people think, Oh yeah. A slabbed up either select optic or, or a prism, um, you know, 10 and it's a colored and it's, you know, a refractor. Uh, we know the circulation, my only hesitancy here, and this is probably a personal bias thing. I'm not huge on, um, the disco or the no huddle or the, you know, the, the, the um, bubbles look uh, to me, it's a little bit of a lesser product. Um, it's like kind of minor leagues of select or prism, if you will, for me. Um, so I, it's not something that I'm chasing, but I think that's reflected in the price. Um, if this was a regular red select um, or, or whatever it is, or an out of 49 out of the, the uh, regular select prism, I think this would be more than a $1,500 card. Um, but this would be my number one for the fact that it is a 10. Um, it is a true select rookie. The club level is a, uh, you know, one of the shorter printed sets uh, of the select uh, sets there. You know, it's a very nice looking card. Uh, so to me, that would be the number one. I think it is the best investment piece. I think if you're looking for a personal collection piece and you're into Herbert, though, I would definitely go with this immaculate piece, uh, which is also has the rookie card logo on it. Also a 10 for a thicker stock, which is hard to get um, and really nice. Uh, you know, what do we got? Four color patch there. We got a white, a light blue, yellow and the dark blue um, in there. So I think, you know, when you get a four color, really nice patch with the rookie logo on the 10, I think that'd be my favorite if I'm just looking to collect and hold for myself. Yeah, agreed. I, I gave Jonathan uh, basically that same answer in the DMs before we hopped on the show. I agreed that the if you're looking for an investment piece, that the Red Disco Select was probably number one. Uh, although, agreed, it, it isn't as runaway as you might think. Um, but that four-color patch is pretty cool on the Immaculate. I just think in terms of, of an investment piece, if someone is out there looking to buy a high-end or higher-end Justin Herbert patch card, they're probably looking more towards like a you know national treasure type of thing. Although that may may be in a different ballpark in and of itself, but uh, you get a, a colored select refractor numbered out of forty nine PSA ten. Uh, Going to be a low pop card. I just think it's a, an aesthetically pleasing card as well. So I think that if you're looking, uh, you know, at, at just a, a specific Justin Herbert piece to invest in right now, that would be number one for me, Jonathan. Taking this Jonathan, a step I'll further, I'll sell you this too. I got a Spectra pink, uh, also four color. A nice um, patch on that one too. Prism, yeah. RPA at a 25, probably similar price rate. It might be a little bit more than some of these, but similar because it's Spectra and it's not an on-card autograph. So and I a friends and family discount too. from Gary, yeah. uh, friends go. and family discount from there Gary. There you go. Also, also, yeah, I have, uh, I also have this Herbert, which is a national treasures RPA glove, glove patch. Oh, autograph. nice. I don't know how much this one's worth, but I got it. I had a bunch of Herbert here that I was thinking about selling during the season. If he made the playoffs, I was going to start offloading some of it, but then he didn't. Oh, so brother, brother, uh, that, that can be a that can be a whole nother discussion in and of itself, which we, we can maybe get to in a second here. <laughs> I want to wrap up this question in a bow. Um, I, I don't know if there's an easy way to give a short, succinct answer to this question. Uh, but do you have like a thought process that, hey, I'm looking at identifying a player in the offseason or I found a player in the offseason that I want to invest in. I know I want to invest in player X. 
here's the cards that I'm specifically targeting for this player, you know, whether it be because of, of era or whether it be because of sport, do you have a, a, a elimination process, if you will, or a process that you go through for identifying which cards you want? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, do you want to use the example of the question that maybe we were going to going to go to for, for an example? Cause I think I can use that player as a pretty good example here. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So next, yeah. next question we got was from Javier. Um, Javier asked, if I was going to be looking at buying any Russell Wilson, uh, looking at some deals throughout the offseason, obviously we know what happened with Russ in the second half of the 2021 season. Had the finger injury, things went really south for the Seahawks. Uh, we, we get to a point in the back half of the season where Rashad Penny looks like the best Seahawks player uh, on the roster. So it is a great question, um, I think, to answer twofold. Uh, will we be looking to buy Russ? And if we are looking to buy Russ, what are we looking to buy? Because he is one of these specific cases where we've got tops, we've got prism, uh, and we've got higher end stuff, lower end stuff. We've got silver refractors, base cards, low pop counts, uh, you know, higher pop counts. I think this is a, a perfect player to think about when we're thinking about which cards we should be buying if we've identified that Russ is someone that we want to buy this offseason. Yep. So let's talk, let's talk a couple things here. Before we get into the specific cards of how I'm going to approach which cards I'm looking at a specific pieces let's talk timing um obviously we his, he was just eliminated uh, or his season just ended if you will um but you know what happens between right now and the super bowl is nfl dominates the news cycles and that's not just the playoff teams that's coaching searches that's gm searches that's trade speculation especially for this specific example here that's a lot of things right so what i want to do before i'm starting to buy here is i want to start monitoring trends right now not ready to pull the trigger necessarily this instant because i think while these people's names stay uh, top of mind, especially superstars like this, when people speculate, oh, you know, somebody hires X coach, um, does that mean that they, oh, he's got ties to Russ through X, Y, and Z? You know, once that starts kind of percolating, th that, can, that can lead to a, you know, a steady uh, or a rise in price rather than a dip that we'd like to see in the offseason. So I'm not buying the second the season ends. What I want to do is wait till after the Super Bowl in all likelihood and find that sweet spot between when football falls out of the news cycle a little bit and before uh, free agency and draft talk starts to really pick up. And it's a little bit more sensitive for someone like Russ Wilson because he is someone that might legitimately be traded this offseason, right? So we also want to find that time where before that trade is pulled, the trigger is pulled on the trade because there will be a natural bump right then. That also makes him a more of a desirable target to target this offseason because you might have a quick opportunity for some profits here if he does indeed get traded. We're not going to be that podcast that speculates on trade rumors and be like, oh, well, if this happens X, Y, and Z, I don't want to do that. But it's it's all just to kind of plant the seed in your head. It's a lot more of a complicated investment process than you may think. Uh, timing is everything like, like many other investments are. And uh, it's no different, especially when you're talking about quarterbacks and uh, something like that. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. Once I decide that um, I... I know that this isn't the exact time I want to buy. I want to wait about a month, six weeks till after the Super Bowl. That's when I'd maybe be looking to make my move. That doesn't mean that you start, you don't start monitoring trends and prices before then. So what I'm looking to do, as you mentioned, Russell Wilson, we'll use him as an example, is someone that has the 2020, 2012 class, so it has both tops and Prism. So I want to first compare the two cards. So Prism, the PSA 10, um, you know, it is one of those ones with a big rookie on the bottom. Yeah. 
Uh, probably not as aesthetically pleasing to me, definitely not as the Topps Chrome, but that said, it might hold a little bit more of a premium because Prism right now still dominates. So the Pop 10 at Pop of 506, you can see it with a value of 651 right now over the last year, down 25%. Okay, so you think maybe you can get a little bit of a thing. Over the last two weeks, only three sales, but up 15%. So I just start monitoring these kind of numbers, um, You know, see if there's any major trends, any major sales. Check it out every day, the same way you would look up your Robinhood every day, check out. Uh, these graphs and these trends every day. Then you go over to the, the uh, Tops Chrome, do the same thing. Um, you know, let's let's. I don't know what you're going to be, what your budget is. Are you just looking for, um, you know, the base? Or are you looking for a refractor? That's all something you'd have to consider. Uh, but if you're just looking at base, okay, you see why is this card half the price? Well, the pop, the pop's eleven hundred dollars, mixed with the fact that it is a Tops card over Panini. You know, maybe that's one of the reasons as well. Um, you know, the refractor. Uh, only has a pop of 20 and has a value of 18. To me, that's a much better investment. If you could find one at that price and it's within your range, you know you know the circulation on that is very, very low. Um, so yeah, these are all things that I'm starting to monitor. And then I decide which one I want to, I want to attack at that point. Um, I think both in this particular case are are actually pretty good investments. Neither pop is through the roof, especially for a base card. This is 1100. Uh, I probably would trend towards the prism knowing it's about half the pop and uh, double the price. That's just kind of my um, you know general thesis or, or the way I'd like to go. I'd want the one that has less circulation. It has the better chance at long-term uh, increase and long-term Delta in my opinion. Uh, but you know, that's, that's the way you do it. So I'm looking at the offices. I'm looking for the flagship cars for a lot of these guys. Um, if you're, if you want to try to get a little bit, you know, a, a different, you can look at some of the the paper stuff as well. If your your budget's a little lower, but what I would do if you, if your budget's a little higher is look at something like uh, contenders or some of his on card autograph stuff as well. Um, you know that stuff that has pops of about half of the prism. So now you're going down in 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 uh in rarity. Um, this is a, a graded version of this, but you can probably find one raw or graded for for less than that, and it probably becomes more affordable at that point. Um, but yeah, these cards are if this guy makes the Hall of Fame, if he has another Super Bowl run, are super super safe. Um, so yeah, when you're looking at someone like like Russell Wilson who has a Hall of Fame track and resume already, no matter what investment you make, um, it is safe on the back end at least you know like one day he's probably putting on a so then you're just trying to figure out what is your what are you trying to do with that card is it a short term is it a long term is it a collector piece for you and those are all the decisions you make if it's a collector's piece i'm just looking for the tops paper or tops chrome probably to me that's 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 great uh if i'm looking for a long-term uh, a delta or or just long-term you just safe put away investment i'm looking at as rare as i can find that my budget allows i'm looking at a refractor i'm looking at contenders i'm looking at patch auto uh that's what i'm trying to do yeah, it's probably the time to attack. You nailed it. So, I mean, so, so much of this is just going to come down to your budget and, and your goals, obviously. But I think the listeners and the viewers getting a look inside your head when you're going through making these purchases and not, not necessarily trying to time the absolute bottom of the market, but just understanding natural ebbs and flows of the NFL hobby and how that's trended over the last couple of years, finding the right time to buy, not necessarily right after they get bounced from the regular season, but but, but more, more so when... The hobby talk has died down in the NFL. The Super Bowl is over with. People are more focused on the NBA season. People are more focused on maybe spring training and, and MLB coming back and, and a variety of other things. And that's when the time to pounce might be for these players. And just, just hearing you talk through um, trends that you're looking for, sales points, data, all of that stuff is going to help people in making better collecting decisions when they have found a player that they're interested in buying. Yep. And I'll just put a bow on this conversation where if you are just looking for you and even, even so I actually think this is just a great purchase. Um, 
The PSA 9 of the refractor version of his Topps Chrome, only a pop of 325 is a sub $300 card right now. To me, what a great purchase, especially if you're just looking for you and you like Russell Wilson. This will be the one I am attacking here if you could find it. Um, Absolutely. There you go. All right, from a guy that is clearly on a Hall of Fame track to a guy that has started out his career very much in the same ilk, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. We talked about him last week with our playoff discussion in our in our playoff best ball draft on Underdog. We're going to give away a little Joe Burrow because you guys came out in full force, bumped up those ratings and reviews on iTunes, tweeted at us a bunch. You guys were fantastic. We appreciate you showing us the love. Um, so Gary's got the cards ready. Yep. We're going to pull a name from anyone who has given us a review on iTunes to this point. hundred of you now. We've crossed triple digits. Again, really appreciate you guys doing that. Continue to do so. Tell us uh, you know, any content you want to hear going forward, uh, anything else you want to see out of us. I'm going to share my screen here. I believe that I've got everyone in there. And we're going to spin this oh, bad boy yeah, and see how it goes. Man, look at that big ass wheel. Look at that. All those names, all those wonderful, beautiful listeners. D.E. Cook 387. D.E. Cook. Congratulations. These Joe Burrow cards are yours. DM uh, Cody or or myself or the show on Twitter. um, And we will get them out to you. Just send us your address. We'll get them out. WhatsApp. So congratulations. You get, uh, again, uh, speaking of on Mosaic release day, by the way, 2021 Mosaic, you get uh, two Mosaic rookies. One is a Mosaic uh, prism and uh, of the NFL debut version, plus his base Mosaic, plus the big boy here, the base prism, which is centered and, and looks good, um, and a regular uh, debut Mosaic as well. So you get a little lot of four Borough cards where, uh, what, three, four days out before his first playoff game. Very excited to see how he does. All right, I'm going to share my screen again one more time here because uh, we're going to go into our friends at the Owners Club. And I forgot to mention that uh, Justin Herzig, uh, friend of the show, I can say that now officially because he's been on the show, commissioner at the Owners Club, uh, brains behind this playoff best ball tournament that they're running over there with these collectibles NFTs that they have allowed us to give away a pack on their behalf. So we're going to spin the wheel here for that. Uh, again, same way. Once you've listened to this, reach out to us with the details uh, that we can send this to. If you do not have an account yet at the owner's club, you can sign up, you can use promo code Cody, get signed up over there. Uh, you can purchase your, your playoff best ball packs if you have not done so already, or if you win this, you get one for free. We're, we're going to talk about how this goes. So for that, our winner is... M. Jared Laws. All right, M. Jared Shout out Laws. To you. If nice. you if you do not have an owners club account, you can create one now. Again, you guys can use promo code Cody and get set up over there, and then send Gary, myself, uh, or the show a DM. Let us know your account details. We will send you a free playoff best ball pack. So, Hell without yeah. further ado, let's start talking about this because we've got plenty of NFL playoff content to discuss and it's going to definitely impact the card market here so i think let's just talk through it from the lens of the owners club we'll, we'll kind of yeah. discuss this and we'll get some matchup discussion in there uh, it should be it should be some really really interesting talk here so i'm going to share my screen one more time mm-hmm. oops one second sorry go ahead there we go 
let's pull up just kind of the basics uh, of what this is. So uh, most of you, obviously, if you listen to the show back during the regular season, when the owners club launched their NFT fantasy football game, you're, you're familiar with this. You've probably seen it on Twitter uh, or elsewhere. If you haven't played already, what this is, you purchase a playoff best ball pack. It comes with 20 randomized city slash position cards. So the important thing to remember about this as we get into this, you don't get a player, you get a position and a city. So for example, you get Kansas City quarterback. So God forbid Patrick Mahomes goes down in the postseason, you get their backup, whoever that may be. I don't know who it is at this point. Um, you get their backup. Same thing with Green Bay running back. Uh, you don't get Aaron Jones, you get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and Patrick Taylor and everybody else that would be involved. So from those 20 cards that you receive in your pack, you build your own NFT. So that's another important thing to keep in mind. This is one NFT. Your entire playoff best ball roster is a singular NFT. Right? Oh, wow. So you, See, I didn't even realize that. Right? So you select 12 <laughs> cards to create your playoff best ball lineup from the 20 that show up in your pack. So you kind of have a little bit of game theory here. You might have some really bad cards in, in, in those 20 cards. You might have some really good ones. You might have to make some tough decisions in filling out a 12-person roster. It will consist of a quarterback a running back, a wide receiver, tight end, DST, and a super flex, which is an interesting twist. So you can play a quarterback at the flex position if you would like. So, And then, of course, because it is best ball, as you guys are all familiar with at this point, you don't have to submit a lineup each week, right? The owner's club will calculate your highest scoring lineup of each week, and then that just accumulates throughout the entirety of the postseason, and then a winner is crowned at the end of the season. The interesting part of this, which we'll talk about a little bit too, is because you mint this lineup as an NFT, it becomes a collectible. It becomes something that you can then sell on their secondary marketplace. So we were just talking off air that I pulled a pretty sweet pack that I thought was pretty nice. If you're looking at like a a Super Bowl matchup down the road, if I mint this lineup as an NFT, I could then post it on the secondary market rather than letting it ride throughout the playoffs. And somebody might think it's worth $100, $200, $500, who knows? So I think there's some interesting kind of game theory to talk about here as we talk about playoff matchups. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, this is really interesting. See, I haven't gotten involved yet. Um, But yeah, wow. I love the fact that it mints into an NFT, your lineup. That is really, really cool. Very creative. Uh, What what a way to differentiate it from a a regular best ball format, um, you know, or just a regular... Um, you know, digital NFT collectible, uh, being able to kind of both make it a fantasy game, but kind of being able to have your own ability to mint your own NFT as a lineup, uh, basically create your own value based off your own thought process. Uh, that's really, I think that's awesome. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, do that. Yeah, so, some, so obviously some, some serious utility here, right? So um, this isn't the collectible in the sense of an NBA top shot. This isn't the collectible in the sense of, uh, you know, the, the Joe Burrow cards that Gary is sending out. More so in the sense that this is a digital NFT that holds the utility of your playoff best ball lineup. So let's look at the pack that I was just mentioning. And maybe Gary can talk me through this and we can help build out this roster because I was, as it. I was mentioning to him, I've got a, I've got a pretty sick. You got a hell of a pack here. 20 card pack that, that I think I'm going to have to make some tough decisions. My as God, you can you, see you off ran the top, real hot. I ran extremely hot. So the way that when you purchase these packs, the way that they'll all look is you'll start with two quarterbacks for sure. As you can see up here in the top, two running backs, two wide receivers, two tight ends, 
two DSTs, and then the rest could just be, you know, you could have the rest of them could theoretically be defenses. The rest of them could all theoretically be running backs. Obviously, it's randomized. That's very unlikely to happen. But you're always going to get two of each position so you can, you know, ha- have some options to fill out your lineup here, right? Once you've at least met the minimum requirements, at least to my understanding, there is no maximum requirements. You know, if you wanted to play seven DSTs, go for it. As long as you wow. can fill out a, a roster uh, of each position, you can kind of do whatever the heck you want after that. So let's start off the top. I've got Tampa Bay quarterback. Obviously, we, we really like Tom Brady. I think and I'm interested in him. Yeah. Okay. The Rams quarterback, we were talking off air. We're, we're pretty interested in the Rams chances and Matthew Stafford. We, we A guy that we liked from a collectibles aspect during the offseason, what, what would be an incredible ride to finish off with a Super Bowl run for him Definitely. and his collectibles, obviously. Um, San Francisco running back, maybe not as, exact, as thrilled about them, but uh, you know, you've got Elijah Mitchell there. They're a team that likes to run the rock. They definitely do. Green Bay, you've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, yeah, as love, love uh, mentioned. Yep. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk here with the 49ers wide receiver. Rams wide receivers. Uh, I, you know, obviously we know what we've got going on there with Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, talk about his collectibles market, at least from a skill position point, was was red hot this season. Yeah, Cooper Cup, Odo Beckham, Van Jefferson. I think you can get pretty excited about that. And then as we continue to go through here, Buffalo tight end, KC tight end, Rams D, Philly D, Dallas wide receiver, you know, nice CD, card. another guy that's that's got some some hobby love as well from the skill position standpoint. Um, New England tight end, not so thrilled about that. Pitt wide receiver, Casey running back. We, I think we really like this one just in the sense that we like their odds of advancing deep into the playoffs. And then you don't have to guess which one is going to score for you, Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Daryl Williams. Yeah, like we're all trying to do over at Underdog right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the, the the big one that uh, that really threw a wrench into my plans when I saw, when I pulled over, the, you know, the Tampa Bay quarterback and the Rams quarterback, I got Casey quarterback here. Unbelievable. Right? Unbelievable. So we, got, we got Patrick Mahomes, the the absolute king of the hobby behind Tom Brady right yep. now. Um, so I think I've got some interesting moves here, right? We're obviously optimizing for the Super Bowl on this lineup. And I think I've got a pretty stout Ram stack. If I start plugging in, I've got the Rams quarterback, the Rams wide receiver, the Rams defense, and the Rams running back. So I pretty much fill out a complete roster. If if the Rams make the Super Bowl, I'm accumulating points for every week of the playoffs. Yep. And obviously, if they made the Super Bowl, they're probably performing pretty well. Likewise, with the Chiefs, I've got Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City quarterback. I've got Travis Kelsey, which I mean, probably one of the top picks in these playoff best ball formats when you're drafting uh, Chiefs running back and Chiefs DST, right? So uh, I think if I'm thinking about this for for optimizing throughout the playoffs, I'm looking at uh, a KC Ram stack and then starting to fill out from there. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, the, it, that's pretty much the only way to go here. The only other right. thing you can consider is going to KC stack. And then if you faded your Rams pieces and took your mini stack in San Francisco with like your Green Bay piece, your Tampa piece, and your Dallas piece, and just like right. kind of piece together NFC on the other side of KC. Uh, but I think it's not that that doesn't sound optimal to me. <laughs> and so I, I would think you go with the, the, you know, when you have the four and the four, I think that's the way you go for sure. So I think you would only want one DST in these type of lineups, right? Because they're not ever outscoring too much. The scoring's pretty random. Uh, it's tough to predict. And you would rather just have more wide receivers and running backs to help you advance and score points, right? 
it, it doesn't make much sense to have so. multiple DSTs. I think definitely oh, multiple DSTs probably not. Now the question is figuring out if, if any in any given game if uh, one team's offense doesn't get there but they win, the defense does get there. So which of these two teams is more likely for that to happen? Uh, is is so, my question. Here's where I'm at, and I'm we're obviously very high on the Chiefs. We've been very high on the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was the guy that we were talking about when they were I don't know one and four. I hope everyone uh, as, listened to us, by the way, about buying Patrick Mahomes at the yeah as a, as a perfect buy low candidate. Well, uh, we were making Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, and I were making future bets on MVP. Obviously, those didn't cash. We were making future bets on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we were you know we we're trying to scoop up as much card action as we could, whether it be fractional or or you know full physical cardboard. There was no better buying window for Patrick Mahomes when they started as poorly as they did. There was just no way that that was going to continue. And we've seen what they've done over the course of the last half of the season. Now they look like the best team in football. Um, they get the Steelers, man. Uh, I mean, in week one, they're double-digit favorites in the in the wild card round. Then I think that they're just going to go on a run here. Okay, Obviously, so you can't yeah, bank Casey's, on that. Casey's D. And they, right, and their defense also, you know, second half of the season was one of the better in the league. And they, they scored at a pretty prolific rate as well for fantasy purposes. So, yeah, I think they're the, they're the one to go to. Uh, I would agree. Okay. So here's where it gets interesting. I think with the super flex option, and I don't know how, I haven't looked at the playoff bracket. This might inform that decision a little bit. But I think having Tom Brady you gotta as go. kind of like, you gotta, yeah, right? You got to put him in there, yep. Not a, no and if brainer. we get them in like an NFC championship game, I don't know if the bracket lines up that way, but you get you get the Bucks and the Rams in like an NFC championship game or going deep and you get both of those points accumulating that deep into the playoffs. I think that's yep. a massive, massive edge on this lineup. Okay. I think another automatic for me is Dallas wide receiver. Yep. Yeah. Because they're going to they're going to avoid that San Francisco side. Uh, yep. Obviously, if we think the Rams are going to do as well as they do, I they're going to they're going to put the Rams. They're going to yeah, put the I think you should be, and we should be aiming for these NFC teams other than the Niners because, you know, there's no point in us putting the Niners in unless we're trying to hedge those three Rams things. But the second we do that, does this does this uh, NFT really have a chance if um, if the Rams are eliminated? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't know if it makes sense to put the two Niners pieces in, but the Packers running back, it, it definitely does. Packers for sure, because this is cumulative. So, you know, missing out on that first round of points is is tough. Uh, certainly we'd like them to not have had the first round by because this is cumulative, but we've got AJ Dillon. We've got Aaron Jones. Um, you know, I, I think that they're going to be favored uh, in any game that they play up there in Lambeau. Agreed. They're going to, they're going to have a good shot to get there. So maybe we get, you know, we've got another, another NFC team here assuming that our AFC team and the Chiefs just kind of rolls through. Who else are we looking at here? So I I think I'd go to Buffalo tight end. Um, and just, Dawson Knox? Yeah, Dawson yeah. Knox has been a guy that I've been buying, you know, been been purchasing a lot of uh, on underdogs. So. Cold, yeah, me too. Cold weather, playoffs, you know, I think he's become a favorite of Josh Allen's for sure. And obviously we're banking on the Chiefs here, but that doesn't mean the Bills can't make a run also. And again, like when we're talking about game theory, um, it does, to me, it still doesn't make sense to necessarily pair the Niners with the Rams, given that first round. Uh, oh, I know. The Rams playing the Cardinals, right? What am I talking about here? Um, uh, uh, no, I think the Rams are – yeah, Rams are playing the Cardinals. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got that mixed what, up too. The Rams it's because they, they played them last week. The Rams just played the 49ers. <laughs> I, was, you know, so, I was just thinking you know about what? that because it, I was – It might make sense to go take out the Bills and just do the two Niners ones. Do the then. two Niners. Yeah. 
Boy, I'm glad that... we caught that because I was going to mint this with not even knowing the right playoff matchups. But we had just talked about this off air that the, the 49ers have a chance to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, right. The 49ers playing Dallas. <laughs> and that, that shows where both of our brains are out right now at 1230 uh, on, uh, on a, a early Thursday morning. But um, yeah, so we were obviously our heads were in week 18 there. But um, yeah, because the Niners are playing the Cowboys, what you basically did here now is we, we have a lot of those NFC side covers. So as long as KC rolls through we pretty much i to me we have all the nfc contenders really covered there because we have the bucks the niners the packers and the cowboys um i would be surprised if it's not one of those uh, five teams um you know making it making it out of the nfc so yeah and just thinking about the team that i'm going to be putting together for what will eventually be the super bowl obviously we're banking on the 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 chiefs making it right the only thing that i would get worried about is if we get a chiefs and a packers super bowl then I do not have the wide receiver position full in the Super Bowl, which would be a, a an obvious bummer. That's and then true. similarly, if we have uh, Tampa Bay, you know, then I'm dealing with a situation where I would not have a wide receiver full. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll take those chances. Again, this is cumulative, so it's not all about just optimizing for the Super Bowl. Obviously, you want to be scoring as many points in every week as you can. But I like this team. I, I, this isn't even one that I'm going to save for later because once you mint this thing, you can't change a damn thing about it. Looking at the roster, I've got Philly, I've got Pitt, I've got New England wide receiver. I don't want anything to do with any of those positions. So I'm looking at this, man. I I, I ran extremely hot with this pack for the first pack that I opened up on, on the owner's club. Hey, totally, man. Totally. Um, yeah, I'm excited. You know what? Uh, by the way, these retail for only $20. Uh, not too bad at all. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in after the show here. I'm, I'm pumped. You got me excited. All right. This is going to mint now. Oh, hell yeah. And guys, keep in mind, like like Gary and I were just joking about this. Uh, we were kind of lamenting the fact that uh, neither of us have any idea what to do when it comes to the blockchain or, <laughs> you know, MetaMask or the NFTs or any of this stuff. Like we're total boomers. And you guys know that from us talking more about cardboard than we do NFTs. Obviously, we know where we come from. We know our roles. If I can figure this out, you guys can figure this out. And if you can't figure it out, hop on the 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 owners club Discord. There's people answering questions constantly. Um, so so don't feel intimidated by this. This is this is a very 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 simple process. Very cool concept. Uh, appreciate Justin and the owners club giving us a pack to give away. Hopefully this kind of gave you the the ins and outs of that. Why don't we just go through? I, I won't mint this one but I've got a couple more unopened packs here. Let's just go through the, the pack opening process. Everyone loves that, right? Yeah, so let's, for sure. That's let's open up one of these now. And we won't worry about going through the whole uh, lineup configuration here or not, but uh, there's some audio. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear that. Can you guys hear that? No, I can't. Let no me audio. see if I can okay. share it. Uh, I don't know why I can't get it going right now. That's no right. Then, then I won't be vibing over here by myself. I will mute my audio. So I can focus on the show. So as you can see here are 20 spots. You could, you know, do the, uh, do the thing that psychopaths do and just reveal them all at once. But we want to kind of have the, uh, the fun little sweat here of opening up each one at once. All right, let's start here. We know these are going to be our quarterbacks. Oh, baby. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Let's, let's just, let's just keep the streak going. We got the Bucks quarterback. I obviously feel pretty good about Tom Brady's chances of scoring fantasy points in the playoffs absolutely okay not so much about jimmy garoppolo's chances of scoring fantasy points in the in the hey, playoffs but hey quarterback 
Uh, maybe Trey Lance gets in there a little bit. All right, San Francisco running back again. I see a little stack starting up here. We'll see what happens at wide receiver. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, Patriots running back. That's an interesting one because they are going to be a team that runs the ball, leaning, uh, you know, allowing uh, a guy that we've talked plenty about on this podcast, Mac Jones, to just kind of sit back and and put it in their bellies with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. We'll see what happens there. 100%. Dallas wide receiver again. Uh, probably my favorite wide receiver group in the entire NFL, so I feel pretty cool about that. Yep. Okay, we've got San Francisco wide receiver here. So, All right, so you got a stack going there. we got and a stack I, I going. Don't, I don't hate San Francisco. I, no. I, you know, they can make a run. They can absolutely make a run, and if they do, then it doesn't matter what we feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be scoring points. So um, this is – okay, now I, – I mean, look at this. Look at this. We've got a full-blown wow, stack yeah, we here. Are, uh... George Kittle, a, a guy that we feel obviously very good about in the playoffs, if they can make a run. 100%. Uh, I, think, I think we've got a, the start of, uh, of a very strong NFC stack here. Let's see what happens with the rest of the team. We don't have very many AFC options yet. Never feel good about a Pittsburgh DST <laughs> going up against Patrick Mahomes' double-digit dogs, yeah, even though they've that. got you know TJ Ooh, Watt. Look at okay. that. That's a big guy. That's a big one to get in this one. That that gets that gets interesting. Okay. Pick quarterback. Don't feel good about Big Ben. Uh, I don't know worst, if Big Ben. That's probably the worst card we could possibly get right now. Buddy, I think we're getting a uh, oh, AFC boy. stack here, though. We're getting an <laughs> AFC stack. Hold your horses. Uh, uh, pit wide receiver. Okay. All okay. right. <clears throat> oh, boy. All we right. know what we're doing. We, this is the perfect hedge off of the last team here that we just we built. Here we go. Stellars. Here we go. Pittsburgh. Now we get KC quarterback. Wow. Unbelievable. You, you're just unbelievable. You're, pulling, you're, Ron you're running hot pulling Mahomes here. What? And Rogers. Oh. <laughs> this is this is incredibly oh, fun, man. man. This is How about I that? can see myself and Mac Jones, baby. This is Mac wow. Jones. Is yeah, exactly you got a ton little, of quarterbacks. A here. ton of quarterbacks to choose from. So um I guess I don't know if we even need to go crazy with stacking. I I I <laughs> I mean, anything can happen in the postseason. Can can Big Ben, in his last hurrah, go to Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes as double-digit dogs throwing three yards at a time? Sure. Anything's possible. Sure. Anything is possible. Do do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I want to build this lineup that's got uh, you know a nice little NFC stack here with all these quarterback options around that happening? Probably not. So this will be a fun one to play with. Uh, I, I won't put put you guys through the torture of me trying to find out <laughs> how I'm going to do that. Uh, but you guys can see how fun this is. Extremely, extremely addicting. Uh, as Gary mentioned, low, low entry point of 20 bucks. So if you guys were going to throw around a few, you know, Millie makers are going to draft a little bit on underdog. You might as well hop over to the owner's club, get signed up over there and, and play a few of these, play a few of these packs, mint them. If you get a sick lineup and you, you don't feel comfortable, you want to just take some quick profits like you would maybe flipping cards on eBay. If you get a sick lineup that you mint uh, that you think others might want, throw it up on the marketplace, see what happens. But these tournaments will lock uh, Saturday an hour before games tip off. So hop in there, buy your packs. They are unlimited. hundred percent of the proceeds go back to the prize pool. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, Gary, anything to add after watching a few of these pack rips and, and helping me build a lineup? 
No, other than uh, I just bought a pack and I'm going to rip it and play around with it um, after the show. If we hadn't just done two, we would do it here. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys all know how, how many I ended up ripping by next week because uh, I'm excited. And yeah, uh, playoffs time, man, really fun time for the hobby. This is when I do a lot of my hardcore NFL selling um, right around now. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye on the games and keep an eye on the market because I, I expect some movement for uh, a lot of the young quarterbacks that are, are represented in the playoffs here. Yeah, agreed. We we had intended to keep this short because we wanted my voice to hold up. I think it did. Uh, hopefully for the most part. Most Sound part. great. Thank you for uh, for bearing with me. We will be back strong next week. Uh, as Gary mentioned, a lot of a lot of selling should have a guest too. Uh, working working in the background. Looks like I got a response. We should have should have a guest for next week. We're awesome. Exciting guest. So yeah. Gary is getting extremely extremely good at these uh these industry teases so <laughs> although we didn't do my tease from last week but in a, w that box hasn't gone anywhere <laughs> we'll do that tease at some point gary's uh prism hobby box is not going anywhere we will rip that at some point retail box retail hobby box, box? Yeah. Retail. retail box yeah, yeah gary's retail box i won't i won't get too excited gary's retail box is not going anywhere we will rip that bad boy uh on a future show but check us out next week for a uh a special guest yep absolutely for for gary i'm cody Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.